Intimate. It is. It's in, very what in, intimate. It's Entimins. It's Entimins. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, chocolate covered donuts uh-huh. that you eat for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just like that. I've been saying that all week. This is this is chocolate covered donuts, guys. This is yeah. this is totally. It's going to be an Entimin Entimins affair. Welcome to Rated NA number 187 for the pod- podcast for the website, nerdappropriate.com. Threw my own self off. We're going with that. I'm we keeping are. it out. I'm not redoing that. How you guys doing? Murder. Great. Oh, yeah. I probably cut off your joke, huh, Ash? It's 187. 187. I've been waiting for years. <laughs> really? You waited like four years for this? I waited four years for this episode, guys. 187. <laughs> This is going to be our murderiest episode ever. Yeah. Who are we going to murder? Is one of us going to die by the end of this episode? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to murder this joke. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. By repeatedly saying murder. Uh, uh, so uh, hey, are you guys ready for PAX? You've been doing your PAX push-ups and PAX um, germ purging and all that fun stuff? Actually, I have. I've been doing some stuff. I've been doing my, a little bit of the old Moving the legs around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doing the old... Uh... <laughs> I picture you doing like the the tube man, you know, like at the car dealership. Wacky you inflatable tube man. You know what's great? Uh, uh, that's exactly what I do, tube man. This is Ash's first desk job. I can't wait until he gains like 40 pounds and his back's <laughs> all hunched over and... He's just going to, you're going to, you're losing it all, man. You're not going to be on your feet all day anymore. I know. I know. I actually started going back to the gym like two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, smart idea. Yeah. Because I, I was like, I can't just sit there all day. I'll go crazy. Because I was used to being on my feet literally for like 12 yeah. hours a day. So um, it's weird. There's a lot of guys that have standing desks and it's the weirdest thing to look at. There's this guy right. that he listens to like, he must listen to like Freedom Rock all day long because he's like banging his head. Like while he codes and stuff. Oh, that's so cool. And I'm like, man, like I kind of want to do that. That's the life. So it is. That is the life. So maybe I'll uh, get a standing desk. Listening just... to music and banging your head all day? All yeah, day. sure. All day. And writing that's code? Not that's not bad, I guess. Code. Right? That's not bad. Oh, that's yeah. what I do. It's not that great. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just happy to have air conditioning when it works, like in my office. So I think with music and head banging and standing, like that's that's just icing on the cake. Let's do the rundown. I always say that we're going to do a shorter podcast and then we end up going for two hours. So let's just say we're going to do a podcast today. It's going to be super long. Yeah. Under the guise of not having a lot to talk about, but we'll find things to talk about organically as we often do. But we will talk about Marvel destroying their universe. Pack South, which is going to be probably the day that you hear this. Maybe the day Mm -hmm. after. Um, some news about one of our favorite mobile games out there. We all played the Evolve beta over the weekend. And sure we did. Have, we have thoughts. Um, Ash played a game called Gravity Ghost, which is on Steam. And I played a game called Space Marshals, which is on um, mobile devices. And then in our Naquato, we asked, I'll play, watch, or read anything that has blank in it. And that can be a person, place, or a thing. I was really and, uh, proud of how many people answered the thing that I said first, by the way. 
<laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> pretty great. You tip everybody off to it, I think, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I don't blame you. So, yeah. yep. Lean into it, everybody. I don't know if that's what that is, but yeah. What? Lean into it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what that means. Lean okay. into the thing we're talking about. Okay, perfect. So this episode's brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is the monthly subscription service. You pay a little bit of money, you get a box full of awesome. And uh, this month, at the start of 2015, although I think you're too late to get this month, but I'm going to read this anyways. Mine just showed up. I haven't opened it yet. Did it? I haven't gotten mine yet, so it'll probably come tomorrow or the next day, I assume. Uh, join us as we rewind and give you the exclusive items from Star Wars and Voltron. Uh, so they're going, they're going retro for you. And that's not all. Uh, they're going to give you some, some uh, geek apparel, exclusive t-shirt, as well as an exclusive. We saw this. They leaked the uh, cover, right, of the Star Wars yeah. comic. Going to be going for a lot of dough. Exclusive yeah. Marvel comics, num- Marvel Star Wars number one. Number one. So that is in the box if you signed up on time. And if you want to sign up and get this kind of awesome stuff, head over to lootcrate.com slash ratedNA and use the code ratedNA. Uh, you get a little disc- discounty, I believe, and uh, we get a little helpy help from yeah. you guys and from Loot Crate. So we thank Loot Crate for sponsoring us. And we love them because we love boxes of awesome showing up on our doorstep every month. Indeed. I, I just got an email from them. Um, I haven't opened my crate yet, but I hear that this month's crate, if you turn it inside out, so you open the crate, take the stuff out, turn it inside out, then it becomes like another item. What so they're really creative. Turns with the into R2-D2. I, I have no idea, but I'll see in a few minutes after the podcast is over. That's awesome. That's so so cool, cool stuff. Very creative with those crates. They're not just um, not just boxes, guys. Yeah, all the boxes are like little set pieces. You can set up your toys in that you get and stuff, but... Or you can do what I do and get rid of them. <laughs> but Ash keeps them all, and they look pretty awesome. So yeah. uh, go to lootcrate.com slash ratednA and help out the podcast and get some cool stuff. Ash, what did you do this week? I played Evolve with you guys, which was great. Um, and we're going to kind of review this beta. I think I liked it a lot more than everybody else, but um, I love... You don't know that. Well, I think I did. I could just kind of tell, but... I really, I really enjoy uh, co-op games, and I enjoy um, class-based shooters, so I had a really good time. Um, I downloaded it um, and played with my wife, too, who played as a trapper, and she actually Gross had a lot of fun, too. Yeah, I know. She, that wife. Uh, but she was, she, she was actually watching me play, and she's like, oh, I kind of want to try that out. And so we, we put it on her Xbox One, and she joined the, uh, she joined the chaos and had some fun with us. Um, my wife and I watched Gone Girl. We rented it. And, no spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. It is pretty fucking crazy. Um, definitely watch it with your significant other. <laughs> yeah, it brings you together, right? <laughs> it really brings you close. <laughs> that was like the best like uh, Twitter review of the movie was like, uh, uh, Gone Girl, best date movie ever. I yeah. Like, oh, I bet. <laughs> Absolutely. I would add uh, the film closer to that list of best date movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and fatal attraction <laughs> yeah that one too yeah so gone girl is great if you haven't seen it obviously check it out if you ever questioned um how good of a job ben affleck is going to do in the new batman movie i think he really has given some um you know really good performances in the past few does years wear, kind of, does he wear a cape and gone girl and a mask? no no oh. but i think i think he has like a certain charisma that a lot of people um overlook so uh, uh. definitely give him another shot for the batman and then I uh, I played an indie called Gravity Ghost, and I'll talk about that in the review section too. Other than that, it's been a pretty um, pretty laid back week. I haven't really done a whole lot beyond that. Just uh, catching up on old shows, playing some games. What about you, Scott? What are you doing? 
Let's see. So I've been, uh, as you as you mentioned at the top of the show, I've been doing my PAX Pilates in preparation for PAX South. Yeah. Yeah, that in some Dance Central Spotlight, which um, I don't even think it's going to be there. But I practice anyways. You know, got to get in. Got to get into good dancing shape, I suppose. Um, right. I think there there are some people from Harmonics going, so oh. I think you will see some Dance Central. Oh, that would be fantastic. So uh, look out for that after a uh, vodka soda or two. Um, I I also play the Evolve beta with you and um, have some some thoughts on the game and uh, where where it's at. I've been playing, um, of course, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Unity. And, you know, surprisingly, the storytelling in that game is actually really good if that's the part of the game that you focus on. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you started playing the no. game, Ash? No. I have not. I have not. Man, we, we got to do those co-op missions. You got to start playing to the point where we can do the co-op missions. And um, then we'll it'll basically level you up really fast and get you a bunch of good gear to get through the rest of the game with. Cool. So I'll, that's, I'll play soon. Yeah, and our our social group is up to two now. So what? Yeah, I know. I don't want you. I don't want everyone to get too excited. But let me guess who it is. It's you and Jen Jarvis. That is that is correct. It is. <laughs> and we have not run any missions together yet, but we've already. Our group has won one club competition and finished second place in another one. So nice. we're pretty legit. I think we're pretty legit. Uh, I'll join. I'll join. Yeah, so join join as the long group. As I can play as my my female avatar, right? <laughs> you I mean, you cannot, and I I wait, don't know what <laughs> you cannot play. What is, hold, yeah. I'm leaving. Foley work. Slam the door. <laughs> Slam the door. <laughs> that sounded a lot like the steps you were doing earlier. Uh, I'm way too lazy to go to the door. <laughs> I can I can see from the story that there's actually a reason to to have just a you misogynist. Well, listen, you know, like the it's kind of it's justified by the story, but not necessarily justified by like in multiplayer, if that makes any sense. But I don't even know how that would work to yeah. like to switch. But you know, playable female in Captain Toad's treasure tracker, so that's that's an alternative, I suppose. Is it justified by the story because he already had a dude's name and they kept calling him he and him and stuff? I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know that it's justified, but I'm I guess they, they had a vision and I mean, they got a bunch of crap for it. So I think, I mean, of all the things they got a bunch of crap for in this game, this is probably like the least. Pull, pull quote. Scott hates women <laughs> from Nerd of Yeah. Yeah. Smash cut to, to large gaming press reporting on our. <laughs> on our opinions about this game right um boy that went off the rails really fast <laughs> i i actually do enjoy this game as as much as i complain about it the and the the last thing is i've been looking for something to play on my phone since um you know since there's a plane ride in my future a couple of plane rides and some some lines most likely so i picked lines. up a game huh Oh, people lines. Yeah, people lines. Not, not no drug lines. No, 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 no. Not those <laughs> kinds of lines. I also watched Wolf of Wall Street. Speaking of lines, oh, oh, speaking right. of lines, <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good movie. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> right. So I I picked up the game called Space Marshals, which is a, a mobile game, like a top down twin stick shooter, but it's not your you know run of the mill top down twin stick shooter. So I'll talk about that later, and that takes us to Matt. Hi. Hey, what's up, man? I, too, played the Evolve beta. That's weird, since we all played together. I know, right? Yeah. 
I actually managed to sign on to my Xbox at the same time that you guys were online and play the game along with you, which is an accomplishment for me because that rarely happens. Uh, and then I broke free, not really because I still play it, of Hearthstone <laughs> and downloaded the Ascension God, is it Gods Among Us? War, War on Gods? Uh, Ascension Chronicle of the God Slayer is yes. the epic name that they gave it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Playdeck, right? Is that Playdeck. their name? I, I think, no, I think that's the, that is the publisher that makes the digital games. So, yeah, yeah, no, but they're the ones who converted it for iOS. That's what yeah, I'm the, yeah, they're the ones that take the games and make them into digital games. So yes, like, they also did uh, the, hold on. They did a couple. I know they did a couple because you've talked about them. In the yeah, past. I think they did Nightfall, if I'm not mistaken, which yes, is the deck building um, werewolf kind of game that is really good. So I picked up Ascension. I forgot how much I really do enjoy that game. It is one of the more fun kind of card building games, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's like a there's a computer mode, so I played the computer mode a couple of times. And then I think if you get it, Scott, like or Ash, mm-hmm. I think we can actually play each other in it, like asynchronously. Oh, okay. Uh, I have no idea how that would work, but I think you can. Or maybe you have to play at the same time. I don't. I'm not really positive, but they have a mode that lets you play online with friends. So it's a really good game. It is a really good game, and it's yeah. like it's fast enough. You know, it's not like it's not Hearthstone fast, which are like ten to fifteen minute games, but mm-hmm. it's it's not like an hour long game that you feel like you have to stop in the middle. It's like twenty minutes, maybe. Yeah, and I um, feel like that game is meant to be played sort of aggressively, which makes the games go fast. Yeah, yeah, and it works really well on the iPad, like Playdeck. Like I think you've mentioned in the past, they do a good job of converting things, and they did a good job of converting this. The tutorial was a little like. If you've already played, the only way to play offline is to play through the tutorial mm. first, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was a little like, okay, let's just move. They, like, they force you to do every move like that you're doing to learn <laughs> it. and It was a little slow, but otherwise it was fun. So did that a little bit. Uh, watched, caught up on some TV, but not Agent Carter, sadly, yet. Womp womp. I don't know why, man. Two hours is just like a, it's like a commitment. It is two one-hour episodes. It's you, two hours. You could literally hours, watch Scott, one. Say it however you, it's, it's, it's. 121 minute vignettes like well, it's the same length it doesn't matter well now it's a three hour episode because you're you're three episodes behind well now it's now it's even harder for me to catch up You've just it's made like it a, mar- it's a marvel tv show you Look, will man, like it You'll i don't like know what it. you want i don't i don't want you to want me to say i just it's, it's hard to watch you that know much. what i think matt i think you hate women this is why you don't watch <laughs> Look, oh man <laughs> this, this is, is really going in the wrong direction <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, <laughs> but I have some news. I hate women. <laughs> is that news? Is that how news works? I'm yeah. Seeing, I'm, I'm listening to Scott make marks in this podcast right now. <laughs> Do you hear how loud I'm clicking the He's marker like, button? Leave that in. Who cares? Click. Click. Do women Everyone... listen to this podcast? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Do women even have ears? Come on. Let me slash sarcasm. <laughs> Let me talk like this. Like I get it. We're all we're all in on the joke here. Come on. Anyways, no one knows. I'm the fifth Beatle. No one knows who I am. Oh my god. Anywhere. But that's about it. I haven't been doing <laughs> much else. <laughs> Working a bunch. Doing things for work. Work is great. You guys want to talk about news? News. So first up is NWA. <laughs> what? Uh, it's murder. <laughs> is there is there really news in uh, 
Let's let's talk about NWA. So um, Ice Cube's back. <laughs> yep. Easy E, not back. Not back. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Dre, you forgot about him. He never left. I. <laughs> he works for Apple now. He's got a desk. That was solid. That was, that was solid gold. I just dropped in the that, podcast. Yeah, surely did. But let's talk about real murder. Uh, Marvel is murdering their entire universe, guys. Bravo, Ash. Bravo. I, I texted you in a in a in a tizzy this afternoon. I was like, guys, they're killing, they're killing everyone. Um, but Marvel did drop during a new, uh, press conference today that they are destroying the Marvel universe in a giant uh, DC style New Fifty Two explosion. Where they're actually combining their their traditional universe and their Ultimates universe into one universe. And they are, uh, I guess, trying to mix things up. And we have some theories as to what this is all really about. So theories what do you guys, what do you, theories, what do, you, what do you guys think this is all about? What's the we big really, deal here? We really have theory, right? That they want yeah, maybe the movies theory. back. <laughs> they just I think, want, that, they want I think that is the name. Yes. Yeah, they want X-Men, they want Fantastic Four, they want Spider-Man, they want their movies back, and they want them back now. So they're going to slowly remove their characters until they can have them back. Or they're going to, like, the other thing they're going to do, which is even more likely now that I think about it, is make the X-Men into Inhumans. And then it's like, oh, oh well, now they're Inhumans. We can do whatever we want with Inhumans. You don't mm. own the Inhumans. And then they'll just remove them out of that, that one or the other. That's kind of tricky, right? I mean, there there's so many things because... Right now, it's um, what is it? Fox that owns the rights to the word mutant, yes, and they and they own the X Men characters. But it does seem like what Matt said is absolutely right. Like they're going to try and basically retcon where mutants came from, and rather than mutants being just like born, that they're they are going to have some sort of tie to the Inhumans, which would, you know, technically Marvel can rewrite their history as to what the characters are, and then yeah. kind of get themselves out of their contract. Now, they still won't be able to use people like Wolverine and Cyclops and so on and so forth, but they can introduce new mutant characters that right. you know aren't mutant characters. They're inhuman but not characters. The, but not the new mutants. But not the new mutants. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be, like, the Badgerine. <laughs> yes. And it'll yes. have, like, metal, metal toe, metal toe yeah. claws or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and Triclops. <laughs> Triclops. <laughs> Gene yeah, Blue. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> they should hire us. We could write this shit. Pylock. <laughs> Pylock. You want me to keep going? I'm gonna keep doing it. <laughs> How about one more? Um Pussy Death Pride. Pool. <laughs> Thanks, Ash. Thanks, Ash. <laughs> Moving on. I went Deathpool. Oh, sorry. So I don't know. I mean, whatever. I think that's the the ultimate goal here is to get their movies back, right? Like, they they have nothing else that. What are they gaining out of this? I guess is what I'm saying. It's not like they need to retcon the entire history of Marvel. Yeah. They're fine otherwise. I think yeah, they are in an interesting place because it's you know they're they're making so much money on their cinematic universe that I think everything that they're going to be doing now is going to be sort of um, trying to tie in as closely to that cinematic universe like as possible too. Yeah. yeah, so they're going to try and make it uh, the comic books more accessible to fans of the movies, because right now, let's face it, there's more fans of the movies than there are, um, you know, I mean, mainstream fans of the movies than there are for the comic books in terms of you know the monetary gain. So you I guys, think, go ahead. 
Do you feel like if Ant-Man makes a billion dollars that Marvel basically is saying we can make whatever we want and everyone will pay for it? Yeah, I think so. Because they sort of proved that with Guardians. Everybody was like, eh, that's a weird group of people to do a movie about. And then it like was the second or third highest grossing of all time for Marvel. And now like Ant-Man is super under the microscope. Everybody thinks it's going to be like everybody in the biz, whatever, thinks it's got the chance of not doing great. Just because it's a weird, it's an even weirder character with like an even weirder past. And they're kind of jumping into the middle of that character's history too, which is a little weird. But they clearly are, if that, if they successfully pull off Ant-Man, I feel like the rest of their movies are golden, but they could also just introduce whatever the hell they want at that point and and probably pull it off. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, I kind of, I have a really hard time picturing that character in the cinematic universe just because I can't see him like standing next to Thor, you know? And like, I just, it just doesn't, my brain can't register that. So I can't wait to see, you know, Paul Rudd pull it off and hopefully it all works out. Cause I think it could be a really cool character. Well, it, it, like the weird thing is that the character they wrote out. So Hank Pym, the original Ant-Man mm-hmm. turns into like giant man at a certain point, right? He gets the suit that does. Yeah. The yeah. And, but that's not um, Scott. What's his name? Uh, Scott Lang. That's not Scott Lang's character. That's literally Hank Pym. Scott Lang is always Ant Man. Like I don't think he ever becomes anything else. Yeah. And he's also Scott Lang's not like the super scientist. It's Hank Pym that is. Which is so, weird, like, all, right? All the ties to the Avengers are. Um, what's his name's character? Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. Why, why did you blank on his name? Uh, uh, <laughs> Fatal Attractions. What's his name? Oh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, Michael Douglas. Like, his character is the one that's tied into the Avengers universe really tightly. Yeah. Scott Lang really isn't, which is weird mm. to me. So I'm wondering, to, I'm waiting to see how they play that off, like what they do in that, that scenario. Yeah. Hopefully it works out. I mean, you know, I think that character would be cool. And I, I just, in in terms of this whole big universe coming to an end, I think it's um, it's obviously, like like you said and like we talked about earlier in the show, it is to bring everything together and to, you know, kind of tie up loose ends and streamline all the titles that they have going now and, and really, you know, do what DC did as well with the new 52. So, you know, kind of purge all that fat, trim the fat, and then, you know, kind of reboot, which is kind of crazy. It's going to be weird to see a lot of those titles disappear. But the interesting thing, and not to drag this talk out more, but the interesting thing about why DC did the 52 was that not only were they cutting the fat, but they basically were down to a point where they had like two lines that were really doing well to okay and everything else was lagging behind Marvel. They were playing a lot of catch up. So mm-hmm. they did the 52 to be like, let's reboot Swamp Thing. Let's reboot Animal Man. Let's reboot, you know, the Justice League, which should sell Buku copies and instead's getting blown out by the X-Men, you know, and the Avengers and all this other stuff that's coming out of Marvel right now. So it, it's weird. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think it's a, a rights grab, but we'll see what happens. Do you, do you think that this could also be a way to... Um, make comics more accessible to people that have now become fans of these characters through the movies. Oh, for sure. I think Ash is right in that in that sense of like bringing it together so that they have a cohesive line of things that they can say. Well, you liked Thor. Now, when you buy Thor, it's going to still be that guy in the same kind of. You don't have to know like. Oh, I mean, I wasn't even saying that. I was saying that like you know me as somebody that does not read a lot of comics, I go and look like. Oh, let me pick up an X Men. What What are we at? Like episode, you know issue 355 Uh, like i'm not gonna go back like forget that yeah Yeah. like there's no way to ever start and now if they give people a chance to start somewhere and go like hey look thor number one like now you can start right 
Yeah, yeah, because I think the movies probably boosted the sale of their trades, not so much their single issues. Like their trades probably did really well because people mm-hmm. would go, "Oh, you want to know about the Avengers? Go read this line and this line," and you could go pick up those two trades and then read them and be like, "Oh, I get it. I know these characters now." And it probably didn't increase their. I mean, I'm sure they sell more comics, but I doubt it's an insane amount. Yeah, and I mean, like the same like with Star Wars too. Right? There's like yeah. a million Star Wars comics, and now we're where are we at? Star Wars number one, number like, one. Okay, I can Ooh. wrap my head around that. There's one one series and three issues right now, so I think I can handle that, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about packs, guys. Yeah, let's we're, talk about. We're it. going. So we're going to the the first pack south, and uh, we are going as press, and we're covering it, and um, eating weird. some barbecue. We're eating some barbecue. Uh, I think what I'm looking forward to the most this time is just kind of seeing familiar faces. So we'll see the gang from P2R there, and uh, we'll see you know a bunch of a bunch of people that we know. It is. I think this one feels oddly quiet though. It's intimate. It, it is. It's and very what in, in it's t- Entimans. Entimans. It's Entimans. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, chocolate covered donuts uh-huh. that you eat for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's just like that. I've been saying that all week. This is this is chocolate covered donuts, guys. This is yeah. this is totally. It's going to be an Entman Entman's affair. Yep. I think right now the thing I'm excited to see the most again is that game Gigantic, which I wasn't even expecting at all to like at Prime. But um, that's like the uh, four four five five v five with the one gigantic creature, right? It, it's uh, yeah, it's like a multiplayer co-op class based uh, action. MOBA I think the kids call these MOBAs extravaganza. Yeah. yeah, but I actually really liked it at Prime, so I'm interested to uh, to check it out. You know, maybe maybe you I'll play come. it with you. You should come. Okay, maybe your, maybe your icy heart will melt two levels that day. Is gigantic maybe. the the cool island song that's going to melt my my icy heart? Yeah, I think so. Or does he need a cool? Or does he need a warm, warm a war, island? A warm island song. A warm island sound. To yeah. yeah, yeah. To warm his icy heart. Yeah, it's the warm Christmas fire to melt your icy heart. This is a this is a poorly referenced uh, South Park episode. But... <laughs> oh, I was like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, the uh, there was an episode where the guys, the boys, couldn't figure out if they needed a a warm island song to to warm yeah. his icy heart or a cool some. You know, you get yeah. it. I was haven't. It, was it you a guys talk about episode? South Park very frequently, but I don't think I've seen it since like seri- 1998. The last oh time. Oh my I god! Park. This last season was so good. <laughs> ah. Okay. <laughs> Did you like this last season? Oh my god, you guys! You have to watch it. <laughs> Stop! What? What is happening? It's good. It was good. It was good. I've seen all. I mean, I'm. I guess I'm a South Park fan, even though yeah. I've I've seen all the episodes. So all of them? you guys, yeah, all twenty you know, years worth. Yes, yeah. I, I think oh I've gosh. only missed a few seasons. But do you you want to know a fun fact, Ash? I think I don't know if Ooh. Scott remembers this. Okay, South Park premiered to the world the day after my birthday in like '96. That's incredible! Wow, it was August 13th. Or before my birthday. Did I say after before my birthday? Day before. Because I remember we were all hanging out at Adams and I was like, I really wanted to watch it. I was like, we got to watch this show South Park. We ended up watching it because it was like my birthday, essentially. Mm-hmm. I remember these things. It's pretty cool. You guys are important to me. That's what I'm saying. Hey, thanks, buddy. No problem. You know so we're going to PAX. We are going to PAX. <laughs> it's exciting. Um, we'll obviously have a couple PAX reports. We'll be doing some on on the scene recording and bringing some recording gear with us and maybe do some interviews and stuff. So look Those for are some, some of my favorites. Coverage. 
I love yeah. them. They're really fun. So we'll at least do the um, review of the beds that we sleep in. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what the Maybe. sleeping situation – what's yeah. the NA sleeping situation going to be? <laughs> I think we should all just share a bed like we do every time. Yeah, everybody's going to be waiting on the on the edge of their seats to hear about our sleeping arrangements. Yeah. I like to picture us in um, like old-timey pajamas – yeah. With like the hat, the like the triangle shaped hat that they used to wear too, the sleeping hat. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. And then like we're in a bed, but when we pull the sheets up, like the covers come up above our feet. You know, like they just cover our ankles. <laughs> yeah. And then we're just we lay like like pipes in a bed, like three next to each other. Like, yeah. We just both sleep. We all sleep on our backs with like, and then we make the like the the comical like <laughs> snoring sounds, and like a feather floats up and down on top of our face while we're yeah. sleeping. That's what I like to envision. It's like a, the three, it's like a three Stooges sketch. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Do we wear like our Ebenezer Scrooge? Are those the hats you're talking about with the little ball on the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Castle. the sleeping caps. Yeah, that's perfect. Do we, can we carry? Can we also carry the little little candle on the? <laughs> well, I mean, how else do we find our way to the bed? On the tray. Oh, yeah. God. We got to find our it's way to the bed happen. somehow. We'll drink hot water with lemon and we'll go to sleep. And then you'll be like, "Good night, Ash. Good night, yeah. Scott. Good night, Scott. Good night, Ash." Yeah. <laughs> this is. A, this is the way we gotta do it. Those are our two pillows. Hey. So we're going. So we're going to PAX. So we're going to PAX. We we know we know that Bioware is gonna have a base. They are. It yeah. seems like this year Gearbox is gonna have something similar to the Bioware base, like a Gearbox yeah. community fun time zone, I guess. Yeah. Looks like a lot of indies, Nintendo's gonna be there. Microsoft is going to be there. I think probably most likely Microsoft will be showing off some of the indie titles that are coming in the first quarter of this year. We'll be there. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Look for us. You'll see us. We'll we have be pins there. still, yeah. right? We'll hand out some yeah. pins. We have pins. I hope, I hope harmonics will be there too. That would, yeah, that would I think will. just as a personal favor to me, not for anyone else. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, so well, yeah. it is a favor to me when you dance. Um, <laughs> yeah stage, so. that's a gift that i bring to the world yeah yeah <laughs> it's pretty amazing so we have a favorite game and they're putting a new edition out yeah, yeah let's yeah, talk yeah. about that so scott i think you know the most about this out there omega edition um we were yes. huge fans of this game from me close studios which is in france and i think it's a pretty small group of guys but um what have they added to this for the omega edition all right so we'll back up a second the uh the game out there is sort of like a roguelike, choose-your-own-adventure, dystopian space adventure. Like a more narrative FTL? Yes. So I think, yeah, more people are probably maybe familiar with FTL. This game is not real-time combat. There is some resource management and decision-making you need to do. And um, you, you basically are trying to find your way across the galaxy in order to, in order to get home. So... Uh, it's really good. The writing is really good. Kind of have, it's it's interesting in that it it often leaves you with these like weird feelings of despair. It really does a great job with the writing of like making you feel like you're alone in the universe, which is fun. Yeah, yeah. especially when you play it on a plane and you're wedged between two very smelly hot people. Yes, I think it is. Yeah. It is the perfect game that you can be absorbed in and sort of lose lose your surroundings, which is which is really yeah. great to say about a game. So we got a chance to to meet a couple of the developers at a previous PAX event. They are the nicest people. Um, so we're really stoked for them. They are now working on um, bringing their game to Steam because it was just a mobile game previously. And um, they're also coming out with what they call the Omega Edition, which I think 
if I'm not mistaken, the Omega edition is going to bring a bunch of updates to the game. Um, I think it's going to actually come with another ending as well, if I'm not mistaken. Cool. Yeah, I think I heard that. I think too. that's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. And so probably, um, you know, in building a new ending, that means there's probably going to be uh, lots of new dialogue and different things to explore in the universe, which is really great. I remember seeing an article maybe about a month ago with some of the new art in it. And the new art is amazing. So um, currently the art sort of has a comic book style to it, which is great. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. That's awesome. Um, the new art sort of looks more like an oil painting, which is, which is oh, super crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Some of those, like some of the backgrounds when you land on the planets and when you explore the stars and stuff, it's really, it looks really great. So couldn't be more excited for um, Miklo studio. Uh, it looks like they are currently in beta. They're targeting a full release on the digital platform sometime in the March, April timeframe. So um, keep an eye on that game. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that if you own the mobile game, you will get this update for free to um, out there Omega. So you can either wait to get it on console or a you know, PC platform, or you can get the standard game now which I think is widely available. I think it's only like five bucks or something. It's totally worth it. So out there, Omega edition, keep an eye out for it. I'm sure we'll be talking about it when the release comes in March or April. Awesome. Very cool. Let's take a quick little break and come back and talk about our, our fun evolve experience. Let's Let's see if our opinions have evolved at all. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh, I see what you did there. Right, so we plopped down this weekend and played the Evolve beta, um, which was open for about four days over the extended weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, having played the alpha, I actually enjoyed some of the stuff that they added to the game. Um, they actually had uh, three different monsters accessible this time and uh, all 12 hunters. So you could actually unlock a whole bunch of stuff. And if you played on the Xbox One, um, all the things that you unlocked would carry over into the full release. So it kind of saved your progress. Yeah, good uh, on them. Yeah, therefore you don't have to do all that stuff again, which I think is really um, really great for these betas. I think everyone should do that because mm-hmm. having you do stuff twice is kind of silly. But um, I'll, I'll start off with just, just my impressions about this. First of all, I have to say I love FPS games. I love class-based shooters. Um, I had some problems with Evolve, but you know what? Um the longer I played it, the more I ended up enjoying it. And I think it was the fact that the game has such a steep learning curve that if, if you're playing with a group that is not, um, that doesn't know their role and you're playing with a group that, um, that doesn't, I don't want to say this the wrong way. If you're playing with a group that doesn't really know what the fuck they're doing, then the experience can be really, really harsh and you can end up running in separate directions and it can be a really unenjoyable experience. But if you allow yourself to get into the mindset of, of really how you're supposed to play this game, which is how I think they built this game, and you actually really focus on what you're supposed to be doing and master your particular hunter's ability, um, then I think the game becomes very, very fun. And there's obviously some major balancing issues. Um, 
you know you're dealing with twelve different characters, each one's with each one with different strengths and weaknesses, and so some are going to function a lot more efficiently than others. But I, I think overall, um, I really had a, a really good time playing with you guys, even though we did have a little bit of uh, frustration here and there. So I want to know what you guys think, and then I'll maybe chime in and defend myself. Wow, really? Uh... <laughs> well, I, I was listening. As You're selling you out were. our opinion. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, do you want to go, Scott? Or do you want me to go? Uh, sure. I'll go very quickly. Um, I, I actually agree with, with the, um, with the beginning of what Ash said. So I, (laughs) I I do evolve is a game. (laughs) Evolve (laughs) is a game. I downloaded it and I, I started it. So, um, no, I, I also enjoy FPS games. I do like class-based shooters. I think there's something special in encouraging everybody to adhere to a role and try to work together as a team, um, against, against something. So uh, I played primarily as the support class. And what's really cool about that is that, you know, as Ash was saying, if you play your role correctly, you can really be uh, a valuable asset to your team. So I think that there were rounds in which um, we, you know, we won, but I never actually fired anything at the monster, you know, proper. So, uh, you know, the support class has the ability to, Let's say they have the ability to put a shield on your teammates so that they, you know, the shield absorbs all the damage so they can keep fighting. Um, another member of support class has like a, like sort of an orbital strike, which is really interesting to use because it's sort of one of those things you need to set up tactically and you need your teammates to do other things in order to get to land most of the time. Mm-hmm. So um, all that stuff I really liked. And, you know, the thing for me that um, sort of turned me off of the game is that, uh, I don't, I don't want to say this like in a mean way, but I feel like after playing a couple of rounds, I feel as if I've seen a lot of what I'm going to see for the rest of the time that I would be playing this game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know right now from the stuff that I've seen that it would justify like the $60 price point, you know, plus whatever the inevitable season pass is going to be. Right. So mm-hmm. I, for me, I'm just sort of not sure. It's not that I, I didn't necessarily dislike the game, but I don't know that it would be a day one purchase for me just because I, you know, I still personally feel like there's not like a ton of content there. Mm -hmm. And I, I just don't know about, you know, like it's just a personal taste thing. Like for me, like the ability to unlock different characters within the same class or like skins or whatever it's going to be like, that's not necessarily like the major selling point for me, like personally, I need narrative. So without, yeah, yeah. without narrative, it's kind of like a, a, a weight for me at this mm-hmm. point. So Matt, what did you think? Yeah, I think you took a lot. Cause I believe what part of what you're referring to is when I said, this is a real turd of a game guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt just he came right out with it. Yeah. Uh, but that was, that was not as much a comment on whether I had fun. Cause I had a ton of fun playing with you. Um, more just like, there appear to be a lot of issues with a game that's coming out very soon. And like balancing aside, or I mean, uh, graphical glitches aside, which there were a lot of, I mean, we hit a round where we couldn't even, we died because it was like the, the monsters were like glitching in and out of the game the entire time it was happening, which is like to be expected with the beta, right? Like that's, yeah, like that's the ads the were getting laggy. I, we couldn't shoot them. Yeah, it was weird. So I expect that. That's fine. Um, 
but the the balancing issues are i think immense and and bad like there were plenty of times where the monster was just like unattainable i guess is the best way to put it you know you would you would get off like 10 rounds on him and he'd just disappear and then you're spending 15 20 minutes in the game just running together as a group like looking for a guy and while that's fun like sometimes that that i'm with scott that to me was just like so is this the game like i'm getting sort of worn on this you know like it felt a little there's i just think there's a lot of math that needs to be done on that one i don't think they figured out the balance yet i think it's a really hard game to balance on top of that and i think it's just not there it's very odd so I think in speaking to that, and I don't think you're wrong, I, I, like especially like the first like three or four hours I played, um, I did nothing but like run in circles and like I could never catch the monster. But I think as like I played later, like the next day after I played with you guys, and I think people were starting to catch on in terms of their roles and, and it, it got there. Were, I didn't play a single round in like two or three hours where that's what I did. People got a lot more efficient at tracking the monster and and actually hunting the monster like you're supposed to hunt the monster and containing the monster. So I think part of that problem was that we just weren't good at catching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that may be true. I mean, it, it was really good at getting away from us and we just couldn't keep up. And it's supposed to be a lot faster and a lot stronger than you. So I think you know th- that is it is a balance issue. But I think part of it is how do you how do you create this 4v1 game where the monster is supposed to be an equal challenge for four different, you know, humans controlling four different characters? So but it it's really, really challenging. Yeah. It really feels like it's ultimately going to turn into a weight at the base since the monster leveled. And, like, because it, I don't... It, it, to, to pull off that lucky match of getting the right monster with the right four people so that there's no misbalance there. And then the monster knows how to get away, but the guys are good enough at tracking to catch it and like either defeat it before they get to the three, or it's like really even the whole way before it gets to level three. That's like, that's like, that's just like golden realm. Like that, that's such like a far fetched idea that that's going to happen nine times out of 10 or even seven times out of 10. Like I have a feeling that more often than not, you're going to play a lot of games like we did, which is, or we played one, what did we play? One game that lasted like a minute and a half because the monster just... Spawned like, like right next to us. Spawned next to us and then just stood in front of us the entire <laughs> time while we destroyed the poor guy. Yeah. And it's like, uh, that kind of stuff is just, uh, I think it's going to be a lot harder than... I, I think the human element is broken there. But remove the human element, right? We played We played the other match, which is clearly why they put that together, which is like, just play the computer, and I think you'd agree that that was relatively brutal. Like that, that was, was <laughs> yeah, that it was really like, hard. That wasn't like unbalanced in like a oh, if I get better way. That was just like it was insane. We would just yeah. die. I felt nerfed, honestly. Like my, I was the striker, so I rolled up the striker guy, right? Yeah. And I feel like I played him sort of like a striker because I died a whole lot. So I, I'm assuming I did it remotely okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like when I started playing the second guy with a flamethrower which is supposed to be this like super powerful up close weapon it felt really nerfed it was like really hard to gauge if i was really being uh effective like in my role like it was it was just a very weird there's some stuff there and i'm not saying it's a thing I, that they're never going to work out but i'm i'm just sort of with scott that it's like i don't know if this is a day one for me yet like well the other problem i have with it is that it felt very left for dead which is amazing when it's great 
and boring as shit when it's not. And it just kind of felt like, well, you know, how am I going to get, like Scott said, am I going to get $60 out of this? What's the game that I'm going to be playing most? If this were any other scenario, it would be the four of us playing the computer, except that the four of us playing the computer was like, like we're saying, brutally hard. And I mean, hard, one of the harder games I've probably played, period. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was so, uh, evacuation mode. It was, at the time, really, really difficult. I don't know if they they are going to change it, because that was the first time it's ever been live. So they probably did a lot of um, uh, tracking to see, you know, how... Oh, for sure. People, yeah, and I'm sure they're going to be like, oh, that was really fucking hard, because it was yeah. really hard. Yeah. Well, I like, think... Remember, remember when it would be like, auto-balancing... Now you'll fight two monsters, and we're like, "What? <laughs> yeah. did, what way is this auto balancing?" Yeah, <laughs> for some reason it would, you know, in this in this new mode, it was basically a series of five rounds, and if your team won the round, you would get some sort of advantage in the next round. But then the game would also auto balance somehow in favor of the losing team. So right. I don't really understand how one team gets something and then the other team gets something, and then we move forward into the next round. But yeah, it was very I th- weird. I think. It was- it, that was the only place that it feels like there could be narrative. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. That, and, and I agree a narrative would be like immensely helpful for me too, just to have like something to play through. But Sure. I mean, and we joke about the narrative in Titanfall, but I feel like, you know, that was pretty good because there's at least some dialogue that we can, you know, right. the dialogue like plays throughout the missions and in Ooh. between the missions. So I feel like right now, and you know, this game is still in beta, but there's, there was more in Titanfall, which, you know, is sort of a similar similar game, you know, like only, you know, combat focused, online combat focused. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think that maybe Matt touched upon, you know, one of two, like what I would perceive to be major, like usability or like user experience problems with the game. And, you know, the first one being the game reacting to your input, right? You know, the problem is that you can unload like an entire round into the monster and you feel like you haven't done anything. Right? Yeah. And so I think that's a problem, right? Because the you know the player that is the monster, obviously they don't want to lose all of their health from one one clip of the opponent. But at the same time, like if you're just sitting there, you know, unloading bullets into the monster and you don't really see anything happening or you don't really feel as if your you know your actions are making an impact on the game, then that like you don't really get that satisfaction of doing something, right? So like mm-hmm. sort of it's sort of a bummer. And then the other problem, I I feel like there's not enough moment to moment satisfaction in the game, and so the prize that you get in the game is either you kill the monster or the monster kills you. And I feel like there's not a lot of like small victories that you can achieve in between. Right. Right. So it's like, if you lose, like you really feel like you lost and that kind of really sucks. Like in a game like Titanfall, you can at least go, well, I got like 10 kills and then we still lost the round. And like, that's a bummer, but I still feel like I did okay. Right. Mm. But I feel like in a game like evolve, there's like not a lot of other stuff to do. You know, we played, in the evacuation mode, there were multiple objectives to defend and then like little mini bosses to defeat. And so there was like a little bit more, you know, competency satisfaction that you would get out of killing those mini bosses. And that way, if you didn't lose the whole thing, it didn't feel terrible. But like in the standard four V one mode, it's going to end in like 10 to 15 minutes. And one team's going to like total defeat and total victory. And there's like nowhere in between. And that's kind of the bummer. It felt like a, like a, like a sort of, blank canvas of an environment that you were just given zero paint to paint with like it was just like here's a world it's sort of alive but all the aliveness is 100 percent against you unless you're the monster and then and then it was like nothing like you said there was nothing there like either in a random way or things that like 
it would almost be like like I wish we could set up traps and stuff in the environment for the monster to like kind of camp out. not camp but you don't I don't it just felt very much just like okay well now run and just follow these glowing feet and then hopefully you'll find him and then when you find him hopefully you'll like throw the arena up or something you know to keep him in a spot yeah, and try to I kill think, him quickly I think there is more though cuz in playing as the monster I started to notice uh, other other strategies that players were using and so people were using like Bucket's head to fly around and be like a, a UAV. Mm-hmm. And people were setting up the harpoon traps all throughout the map to kind of slow me and give me away and, and put up seismic sensors. And so I think, you know, there there are ways to be strategic with this game, but I think it is that's I mean, what Scott said is is, is true. I mean, you it's hard when the only objective is the death of this, you know, the right. death of this monster in the main in the main mode. So that's what you're working toward. And if you have a bad match, you might have a 20-minute bad match where you actually don't accomplish anything. And then you finally meet the monster and it just smushes your face. So what did you do for 20 minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that that is a challenge. But I think that this game, from a design perspective, is designed to be the type of game where you master a particular class, almost similar to, to a MOBA. Um, where you are getting better and better and better. So like I, like all of a sudden you're like, I am an awesome medic. And then once you're on a team of like an awesome assault class, an awesome trapper, you know, um, and an, another awesome medic, then you will, you know, have a really kick-ass team and actually be able to function mm-hmm. as a unit together. That I think is the end goal. And the problem is most of the time you'll just be playing with random people. And I don't know if that's achievable. So, right. And that, and that was that golden scenario where, where everything perfectly either, either everybody's awesome or everybody's middle of the road or everybody like that's a really hard matchmaking is not a simple thing to achieve. And it's especially not simple when you're trying to put five randomized people with varying skill levels together to do this very goal oriented thing together, you know, Mm -hmm. against one. It's just, it was, it was very, it was here's the sad part is that on Monday I was like, man, I kinda wanna play Evolve again. Like I had fun playing it. It wasn't a thing that I disliked the game at all. Like it was like yeah. I like first person shooters. I like the the notion of what we're doing, but there is that sense of like, A, first of all, like if this is if if mobile style mastery is the end goal, like then I'm probably not gonna ever buy it. Because I'm just I'm never gonna dedicate enough time to do that in this mm-hmm. game. Let me let me hit you with another pricing model real quick. What if the game was like this? What if the game was, quote unquote, free to play? Right. Um, each character class cost ten dollars to unlock, and then the monster was twenty. Oof. So would you would you spend ten dollars? I mean, think about it. The game adds up to sixty dollars just in a different right. way, in a piecemeal sort of way, right? So yeah. if I could download this game and only play as a support class and pay $10 to do so and just become the best support that I possibly can, I would probably do that. But, you know, the other the other stuff in the game, I just feel like for $60, it's asking a lot for me. I know that's not everybody, but for me, yeah. That's, yeah. that's how it is. Yeah, I, I like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know I'm, what the I'm solution gonna... is for me personally, but... I'm going to I'm going to be the devil's advocate in here to say I think there is $60 worth of content here. I think the game is at even in the beta stage I think it's for the most part pretty polished. I think the music was great. I really liked the voice acting. Oh, I it's really like too. The game is gorgeous. The character design is is really great. The guns mm-hmm. feel really good. Um, you know, they do but, until you shoot something though. It really <laughs> was I'm, t- I'm did you play the striker class at all, Ash? 
Um, I played Markov the Assault. I didn't play the um, the other guy that you played with the Gatling gun. So yeah, Markov was a little bit. Ba- I almost went back to him because that lightning gun and the and the machine gun had some like weight and feel to it. And then you get the chain gun and the flamethrower. It just felt like you were throwing pillows at the guy. Like it just didn't <laughs> feel like you're doing anything. Yeah, I I agree. So. I think you're both right. I think the guns feel great. You just don't always get the satisfaction of when it hits something. You you want there to be more. But Sometimes you don't want it to more. like take the monster down initially because like clearly that's that's unbalanced in the other way. Like I don't want to just like kill monsters left and right. That'd the kids terrible, call that but... OP. Yeah. yeah. So I, there, like I think that it's a game that I think I'll probably wait, let Ash buy, and then Ash be like, yeah, <laughs> balancing's all fixed. Like I want this and game to be great. I feel like I agree with you, Matt. The like, respawn yeah. time's not four minutes. You know. Sure. Just from a design perspective, it'd be so easy to implement, like, say you're running around, typical hunt mode, hunters versus monster, right? What if something pinged on the map that was, like, race to this point and kill this this rare spawn? Right. There you, you go. You have the monster and the hunters racing toward that point, and then if they met each other, they would, you know, they would fight. And if whoever got there first got, like, some sort of, like super weapon or buff or something cool, yeah. you know? Something like, to force right. them to converge on each other. But yeah, like yeah, random Agreed. random no, 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 mini no, that's events. Exactly. Let's tell them because otherwise, what it is, is, wait for the monster to level up to three, and then I'll converge on one point. Like yeah, it, like that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like it needs something. It needs something to like glue me into playing where it doesn't just feel like I'm running in circles, mm-hmm. you know, to catch it's, a monster. It's kind of like the idea of the dynamic campaign that they were building in the evacuation mode, except it happens all within one match, right? So. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, something would pop up. It'd be like, save these civilians, and then everybody would rush there. And then, like, destroy this egg. It would all happen within the same match, that kind of right, thing. Right, right. And that yeah. way, the, the player could choose if they wanted to participate in that as a group. You know, if, mm-hmm. they, if like, they're like, fuck it, we're not saving these civilians. We want to stay away from the monster because it's, like, you know, higher than us. Or vice versa, the monster wants to stay away from the players. You could do that. Anyway, it's all just mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> But um, I played an indie game, guys, called Gravity Ghost. Cool. And um, what I think Scott would really like about this game is uh, the music is actually done by Ben Prunty, who did the music for FTL. Sold. So the whole soundtrack is FTL. Um, it is a really tiny team. It's like, uh, I think, three or four people. It's done by Ivy Games. Um, it, stylistically, it's kind of... Um, it reminds me a lot of if uh, Wes Anderson kind of got together with Jim Henson and then animated a crazy game about like space ghosts. And <laughs> in terms of gameplay, it's really interesting. It's um, you you play as a, a young girl who is kind of flying through space, and there's all these little um, moons that you have to kind of orbit and collect different power ups. And every time you collect a, a power up or an item, your hair grows. And then you can then you can use your hair growth to do all sorts of different stuff. But, I feel like I should be telling you about this game. I know. This is definitely <laughs> a Scott game. This is I, so weird. I really, I really love the music and I really love the style of this game. There's a lot of heart to it. Um, you know what I also really enjoyed is I love the, the, um, the, the, the gravity mechanic they put in this game. So you'll actually um, you know, be pulled into different uh, orbits of different kind of planetoids and you'll kind of think of it as a platformer, but instead of platforms, there are little uh, moons. And so you jump from moon to moon, and if you miss, you'll kind of be pulled into the orbits of those moons. And then you can use the gravitational pull to kind of catapult yourself around the level mm. and do different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no death in this game, so there's no way to like fall out of orbit or to get 
killed or anything like that. Basically, the game exists just to to kind of jump between from stage to stage and collect things, listen to the cool music, and kind of fly around, which I thought was really kind of soothing. It's like a very therapeutic, um, just like relaxing. Like I was like, oh, I'll try this game out, and I ended up playing for like an hour, and I just like soared around and. <laughs> listened to the music and and really enjoyed you know the the little narrative that was unfolding as well this game looks super chill it is really cool. it looks really great it is really cool so if you're into something a little bit different and you want um you know to hear some great music and you want to check out some some beautiful art and you want to support um a really creative indie project um i definitely say check out gravity ghost from ivy games it's going to be out uh, on steam i believe next week so monday the 26th monday monday the 26th thank you yep. scott we did get a little, a little bit early so yeah this looks great i'm all about this i'm definitely gonna play it yeah it is cool cool support so, those indies yeah absolutely yeah and uh the last game that we're going to talk about in this part of the podcast is a game called space marshals which um i picked up because i was looking for something to play um while traveling to pack south and i don't really do a lot of gaming on my phone or even really my tablet anymore and you know i think that is basically just because you know there's not enough time there's tons of other stuff to be playing and uh so i've kind of almost quarantined my phone from from doing that so uh but you know now we're traveling and it's time for a game so um i went to the app store and this was one of the editor's choice ones and again for me this game had a single price with no in-app purchases and also had the word space in it not to uh allude to our question of the week later in the show but that that's kind of one of the selling points for me so i took a closer look and game looks really interesting and i've played a couple of hours of it and i really like it so space marshals is described as a sci-fi wild west adventure taking place in outer space um it's a top-down shooter with a sort of a twin stick mechanic but i think the thing that makes it a little different from your normal twin stick shooter is that they actually introduce a uh, a cover mechanic into the game. So you can actually oh, cool. be tactical in the way that you play this game. And if you want to go guns ablazing and double tap everybody like Gears of War style in multiplayer, you can do that too. But um, there's a certain satisfaction to playing the stealth route. So you can <clears throat> you can creep around the level and there's all this environment that you can you can sneak around and then uh, you know sort of in a in a tabletop gaming style, if you get the jump on somebody, they call it ambush in this game, you do extra damage. And um, generally you stay alive longer because the enemies also have sort of this, you know, awareness AI mechanics. So if they spot you, they'll they'll run to you and start shooting or they'll they'll also take up defensive positions and try to, to fire back against you. So um, the game rewards you for, for playing in a tactical sense, which is really cool. The game is divided up into a series of levels, so missions that you that you undertake and for every level you complete there's a series of rewards that you can pick at the end of each level so the better you do the higher level of reward that is available to you so if you complete the level without dying you you might get to pick let's say the best of four different rewards and then you can actually go back and replay the level to get the other rewards and um, the rewards in the game are actually customization for your character which is really cool so you can finish a level and unlock a better shotgun and then that'll change the way you approach the level. And there are, there are like single shot pistols and then weapons that are geared for stealth, other weapons that are geared for distance, like sniper rifles. There's some, 
there's some grenades, like some, some stuff you can throw. One of those things you start out with is really cool. It's just like a bag of rocks. So you can throw a rock in one direction to distract the enemy and then run up and ambush them, which is really cool. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. And the, the graphics look great. Um, the music's like pretty good. There's, there's some dialogue too. I don't know why dialogue is like super tiny on the phone screen, which I don't get, but, um, I'm assuming that maybe it was designed primarily for, for, for like okay. iPad size, but that's fine. Um, the gameplay is great on a, on a mobile phone, on a, on a phone screen as well. So the, the twin sticks. Okay. Yeah, the twin stick is fine. I mean, obviously your thumbs are on the screen. Like, you know, that's, you know, that's maybe one of the only problems with it is that your thumbs can't rest directly in the corners of the screen because on the left and right side, um, at the bottom of the screen is actually where you switch your, your weapons and your grenades. So you kind of have to bring your thumbs up, you know, maybe like half a centimeter above the screen. And then it kind of uses that, that common mechanic in these games now where, you don't have to keep your thumb like right in the corner. So if it kind of drifts, like you can still move efficiently. Right, the sticks follow. Yeah. yeah, the sticks follow. And you can turn that off too. There's a, you know, there's a customization to do that too. So huh. um, this would probably play great on the tablet. I don't know why I haven't tried it, but I was specifically looking for something to play on the phone. Um, I think it's five bucks with yeah, no in-app purchases. Something I just learned from the from the developer's website, this game appears to be an episodic game. So I guess this is only chapter one, Hmm. Uh, but I've played a few hours and haven't reached the end of it. And I've been trying to unlock all the stuff. So if this chapter turns out to be shorter than it should, I can say that it still seems to be long enough to, to provide enough enjoyment to get me through uh, a plane flight, which is really what I'm looking for. So it's pretty fun. It's a solid experience, tactical shooter, cool stealth and cover mechanic space marshal. I know it's on, iOS, I don't know about the other platforms, but there you go. Yeah, Space so. Marshals. Cool. Yep. Well, let's take a quick break and come back with our nerd appropriate question of the week. This is Michelle Boyd, and you're listening to the Rated NA Podcast at nerdappropriate.com. You awesome person, you. And we're back with our Nerd Appropriate Question of the Week. So we asked, um, it's not really a question, it's more like a fill in the blank. Yeah, Yeah. a a fit B, if you will. Mm -hmm. So our our fill in the blank was, I'll play, watch, or read anything that has blank in it. And we got a bunch of cool answers, and... It was exactly what I was hoping for because I I know that I intentionally um, pigeonhole myself into space and dystopian sci-fi style games. So I was sort of interested in in what our our listeners and readers, um, what their sort of weak spots were for for things that they just couldn't say no to. So we'll start with um, Colin D, who is Colin Drimmy. Uh, He says, Dragons! It's why I played the original Dragon Age and why I got into Game of Thrones. I agree. Dragons are awesome. That's, I mean, that's how I discovered Mass Effect. Honestly, I was like, "What? Bioware game in space? Okay." <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, this next one is, I think, a joke answer, but I put it in here anyway because why not? Uh, first time replier, snarcastic sci-fi. Who is snarcastic SF? On snarcastic. 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 My apologies. Uh, says Captain Nemo could perhaps be an actual Captain Nemo fan, or like the video game character. The, the Wishmaster or Dream Master? Yeah, I think so. 
Isn't it also? It's what twenty thousand leagues under the sea? Is that? Oh yeah, I believe you're correct. Yes. Uh, Andrew Baker at a Baker N seven says anything that has uh, Jennifer Hale, Katie Sackoff, Natalie Dormer, Catherine Winnick. Also, if Gosselin Whedon has his hand in it, it's gold. That man has good taste. Excellent. (laughs) Man has very good taste. Um, Our our pal Robert Freemring at Mister Slick says, obviously the correct answer is uh, Jerry Hallowell. I'm glad I read this one. Got her music, books, even yoga DVDs in a PS PS One game, Spice World. First of all, I did not know that there was a Spice World video game. I didn't know that either. And so now now I need to figure this out. And I did not know that there was a Jerry Hallowell yoga DVD. And I feel like I just need that for the for the sake of archival purposes. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, That's I mean that's truly incredible. And also I want to give a shout out to uh, to Robert because he recommended to me. Um, the James Bonding podcast, which is on the the Nerdist Network, which oh yeah, yeah, it's, which uh, I, Matt, is uh, it Matt, Matt Myra? Yeah. Myra, and I mean, I am a fan of these movies. These guys are like super nerd, fa- you know, you know, like encyclopedic knowledge of the movies, which is incredible to me, and I I really love it. So thanks. Scott, do you still have a PS One? Do I still have a PS? I don't think I ever had a PS One. You never have a PS One. You but, you were all GameCube at the time, right? But I have a computer. And I'm sure I could acquire some sort of technology that allows that to to happen inside of the computer. You so. might be able to pick it up for a penny right now. PS the Spice World game. Yeah, that is fantastic. Nice. Looks, hey, looks we're like going a real winner. Yeah, we're going to an event where we frequently see um, sellers of old games. So maybe we'll find. Oh it yeah. There. yeah. Yep. All right. Next one is from our buddy Hillary. Hi, Hillary. Says uh, Katie Sackoff, Natalie Dormer. Uh, the Tudors, anyone? Also, France, Francois Arnand, and Vampires and Witches. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Mary Mishmas at Misher Beans says, Female Commander Shepard. Is that I Jennifer think, Hale think, or just Female Commander Shepard? I think just Female Commander Shepard. I think All we'll right. be waiting a while for another one of those. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Rasmus at uh, Rasmus VN says, Hugh Laurie, Olivia Wilde, Michael Emerson. Generally, media that involves beautiful misery, intelligent dialogue, and action. I can I can respect that. Me too. For sure. Uh, Karsten Peterson, who's at Scared Knave on Twitter, says, Fantasy with mature themes and anything where gods die, lose, fail, etc. So he likes geriatric fantasy. Um, <laughs> I don't very, think that's what mature themes means. Very old. That's not what he means. <laughs> I'm, I don't think so. I think this might be more in the vein of like oh, The Witcher, perhaps. Oh, Take it, taking your vitamins. Oh, give me that dragon. You better pass me my walker. <laughs> oh, boy. And all the old people that were listening just turned it off. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! <laughs> You've to double apologize now. Yeah. Say sorry. I love again. you, mom. I love you, mom. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're wonderful. Hey Scott, what's your answer? Okay, so in addition to um, you know dystopian sci-fi tropes and anything anything basically dealing in space opera, my other answer would be um, Ewan McGregor. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. that Your is my man crush. Boyfriend. That is my man crush. That's, you know, I was able to watch, um, what's the, the Baz Luhrmann film? Moulin Rouge. Oh, Moulin Uh, Rouge. Moulin Rouge. It's part of the reason why I love Lifeless Ordinary so much. Kind of made the, the, the prequel trilogy tolerable for me, you know? Yeah. He's a cool guy. You are the chosen one! Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) I like him. (laughs) 
You were supposed to bring balance to the force, not tear it apart. <laughs> I misquoted that. Someone's getting really angry with me on Twitter. I don't think anyone knows any quotes from the uh, the new trilogy. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> so, Aaron Devella at Aaron Devella or Aaron Devella. Aaron Devella. Aaron you got Devella. it. Steampunk. My fave is Western steampunk as opposed to Victorian England steampunk. And I'm wondering if she question mark mm-hmm. means uh like western civ steampunk like uh stuff that's set in seattle and all that because i have oh. a couple bone crusher was the book i think i made you read it right scott yeah yeah i liked bone crusher that was, was good fantastic mm-hmm. she wrote a few others too um our pal kyle holt says a keenly intelligent pragmatic and dangerous villain nice again i and- i really like the specificity of these answers yeah, yeah me too um inquisitor cat says anything with tom hiddleston mm-hmm <laughs> it's kind of awesome he's I'm pretty right fucking it. awesome he's, yeah he's amazing have you seen those commercials for i don't know what they're for he's doing like a Is bbc show kids? i think yeah with uh, him and the kids yeah yeah i saw that it was really good uh justin d at justin says green arrow anything, nice comics maybe. you just uh, faded out oh sorry am i here now <clears throat> yeah, yeah mostly oh i watched uh mostly <laughs> who knows uh, I, I watched uh the dc justice league throwback they had it for free on xbox this weekend oh it was a little ad in the corner advertising that worked for me oh neat watched it for free it was nice it's good green arrow was in it how about your matt what is your answer to this question i too am am addicted to space operas if you will Mm -hmm. i'll probably watch just about anything uh and then uh i was gonna say um anything directed by david fincher yeah. Okay. Or even probably uh, Danny Boyle. I think those oh, yeah, two gentlemen. Call. I'll watch just about anything that they're in. So, like, Sunshine was right in the pocket for you. Oh, Sunshine was fantastic. Yeah, I loved phenomenal. it. I know a lot of people hated that movie, but I actually very much enjoyed Dude. that movie. Dude, it was good. Uh, and then what else? Anything? I think the space opera covers most of my reading too. But I'm also I'm also a total sucker for uh, documentaries about music so mm-hmm. any any music documentary i will probably devour cool yeah yeah man so dangerous at uh dana ria <laughs> says i will watch anything uh directed by david lynch or wes anderson uh so many more we only awesome. get 140 characters so good i answer. apologize yeah good answer hey former student andrew former student <laughs> assistant amazing hey buddy ah! <laughs> Uh, he says dragons. Dragons are cool. And Nicely I done. Dragons are cool. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that now. Hey. Whatever. All right. Uh, Justin Bakes at Midtown583, who's never missed a question. Really? Real, really dedicated. Not a single one? Has. That's impressive. Guy. We've oh, missed yeah. questions. Yeah. I know. He hasn't. He hasn't. Uh, time travel. He used to actually remind us. <laughs> Sorry. He used to remind us when uh, we didn't ask anything yet. <laughs> You feel like you guys do it in the choir. <laughs> what do we say? Uh, we can't. We can't do this show without you guys. This is yeah. Mm-hmm. This is very true. Uh, time travel is his answer. Time travel. Good answer. Are you gonna go see that? What's the new one coming out? The journal, life journal, journal, journal book. What? You guys oh, have the, seen that, the, right? The, the tween one. Yeah, the new tween found footage movie about time travel. No, I don't know if anything. If we travel about back it. in time, the Beebs will never make his album. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Is that really part of the movie? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I don't know. 
I mean, no. geez, if if that didn't happen, what would Kate McKinnon do? Like, she's oh. so good. I don't know who that is. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Kelly Denise at I Like Socks <laughs> says, my uh, my answer is obviously Ellis Gregg. The voice of Colin. Oh. It's Dragon Ages. That's what, the, that's what the kids are playing these days. <laughs> That's that, that also has mature themes in it, right? <laughs> mature themes, yeah. yeah. Um, the Herald of Maple, Michael Coles. Hey, buddy. He says, uh, Patrick Stewart. Awesome. Uh, sure, yeah. yeah He's in great. everything. It's wonderful. Mac Elmore uh-huh. at Trope Tweeter says, uh, Characters I can get behind Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, Bioware Games, and pretty much anything Jennifer Hale is in. Jennifer Hale is in a lot of things. She is. That's a, that's some so some serious money output at that point. It's an expansive category. Yes, she's a wonderful human. Let's see. Our bro Anna Schumann says "soulless" in all caps. Good old soulless. Soulless. <laughs> Ash, I don't think Ash needs to say anything about soulless. We I know. Just, and I'll get in we, trouble again. We should move I, past this topic. I, speaking of getting in trouble, I got in trouble for this one because our friend Stephanie Sigmaru uh, said. <laughs> Magical girl transformation scenes, and I replied with puberty. <laughs> to Gosh. which she replied, "Ugh." <laughs> Was that like a Charlie Brown? Like, ah, <laughs> like nice. you just Lucy footballed her again? <laughs> yeah. Or something? yeah, stupid me. So, um, Ash, you didn't give your answer yet, did you? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I um, anything with Mex. Uh huh. Oh, watch anything with Max. I love. Shall Max. we talk about robot jobs yeah. again? <laughs> We let's do it. We'll have a, oh, another God. robot jocks episode. We should maybe we could find a way to watch this film at PAX and then we'll just review it on the next episode. I am a hundred percent down. I'm not kidding. I'll bring the Chromecast. We'll do it up in the hotel room. It'll be yeah, great. let's let's find okay. a way to watch the film Robot Jocks, and that'll be uh, one of so our good. evening entertainment. And you know what? The other my other answer is um, I really I just realized I absolutely love media of any sort with like a, a super kick ass female protagonist. I like I get crushes on all of them and I love them all. So that's like that's what sort of, is what is the first example that comes to like, mind? Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, oh. Tomorrow, like anything with just did you, like. Did you say you just realized this? Well, when I was sitting here <laughs> thinking about, I mean, I'm known. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't know if you like weirdly just had an epiphany that like everyone around you already knew, or if it was just no, like, I was like just, guys, I, I just around, figured it out. <laughs> I was looking around my man cave and I'm like, there's a lot of. Um, a lot of lady, powerful ladies in here. <laughs> you know, that like seems Scott to be a, like, that actually guys, seems just... to be a staple in the in the Joss Whedon universe as well. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. like powerful yeah. female like, characters. Damn. damn, that'd be like Scott going like, "I just realized I like female fronted bands." <laughs> 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 like, yeah, buddy, you've, you've liked that for a long time. Yeah, factually correct. So to close it out, Tasman at Tasman says, "I'm a broken record, but I have proven this time and time again." Richard Armitage. I watched BBC's Robin. Robin Ruben, what was that? <laughs> BBC's Robin Hood forum. Excellent. Nice. Well, we're done, guys. That cool. wasn't. See you guys in Texas. Yeah, I'll see you guys in Texas later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're not leaving right now. Oh. Oh, I guess we should close the episode out. Yeah, huh? I think so. Well, thank you guys for listening to episode 187, the murder-filled episode of the Reddit NA podcast. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter, and that's at NerdAppropriate, and join the coolest kids on the internet at NerdAppropriate. You can email 
uh, us directly, and that is Matt Scott and Ash NerdAppropriate.com. We have a Facebook page, and that's slash NerdAppropriate on Facebook. And, of course, if you go to Google and you type in Nerd Appropriate, we have pages and pages of awesomeness for you to discover. And um, because we're going to PAX, we will we will revive our Instagram account for the weekend. Yes, Instagram will come back. Yep, and we'll take photos of things, so follow us at Nerd Appropriate on Instagram. Yes. See you guys. See ya. See ya. do something different you guys aren't ready for this <laughs> well i am now oh okay i'll do the same thing then just to throw you off a double whammy okay okay you're recording right yes hello there 